0: this accounting lesson is brought to you by the kwazulu natal department of education hello my name is Ms. Deem Kwanazi. i am going to be teaching you accounting in this episode there are two of us we'll be covering analysis and interpretation of financial statements in ama companies thank you Ms.
1: mkwanazi my name is mrs k Ngidi from astambane we are going to do analysis and interpretation in accounting we do understand that you have done this topic with your teachers last time but we feel that we need to go back and revise it in companies you have done your financial statements which are income statement your balance sheets and your cash flow statement After the business has compiled its financial statements, analysis and interpretation needs to be done. For example, in a school, after teaching and learning, your teachers will need to test you to see whether whatever that has been taught is understandable or not. And after testing, the teachers will compile feedback that will be issued to your parents in a form of a report. The information in the financial statements will not be able to tell us whether the business is doing well or not. For example, if there is profit in the income statement, as we know that the purpose of doing the income statement is to determine whether the Business is operating at a profit or at a loss. So, when you see the profits in the income statement, that does not mean that the business is doing well. We need to compare that profit with the previous years or the profit made by another business in the same industry, which is the competitor. Therefore, after the financial statements have been prepared they need to be tested by applying certain or specific financial indicators hence we speak of ratio analysis and interpretation in accounting we test we evaluate our business performance by using ratio analysis our teachers has taught us this topic we were told that the ratio analysis grouped into five areas of analysis the first one is profitability which measures the effectiveness of the business in its normal business operating activities the second one is the liquidity which measures the ability of a company to pay off its immediate debts then the third one is solvency which measures the ability of a company to pay all its debts, which means short and long debts. Then we have the fourth one which is return. Under return, that is where we will check whether are the shareholders earning the fair amount on their investment. Remember As a company, we have raised our capital by issuing shares to the public. Hence, whatever we make, we must give it to the shareholders. Then we have the last one, which is financial risk and caring. It measures to what extent is the company financed by loan. Where we check whether the business is using its own capital versus the borrowed capital.
0: Thank you, Mrs. Ngidi. As Mrs. Ngidi has explained, that ama financial indicators are important for decision making. I will give a simple example before I unpack. There is maybe a learner who is at school At uh, doing accounting first test the learner gets 20 and the learner phones his or her parents that I got 20 in the test and then the parent wants to know what that test is out of how many marks what is the total marks of the test overall marks of the test then let's say they write the second test then the learner gets 40. Again, the learner just mentioned the mark, mom, dad, I got 40 in the second test. Then the parent will assume my child is improving. Last test was 20, second test is 40. Then come the test, the learner gets 100 marks. Then the learner again phones, I'm a parent, i are excited that our child is improving. Indeed, uh, she got uh, 100 marks this time. But when you go back, and check, is this an improvement or a decline? You need to understand or to know each test is out of how many marks. That will give you a clear picture if it was an improvement or a decline. So let us go back to test number one. Test number one, where the learner got 20, is out of 30. So if you count that in a terms of a percentage, that will be 66,6 percent which is 67 percent and the test two where the learner got 40 is out of 100 marks which is 40 percent and the third test where the learner got a hundred is out of 300 marks that is 33 and a third percent. So, if you look at this marks in terms of a percentage, you will see this is not an improvement, this is, in fact, a decline. Going back to the learner telling the parent, it is the same as looking at a profit as a profit that last year it was eight hundred thousand this year is one million that doesn't show a clear picture if there is an improvement in the business or not so we cannot really rely on figures that's why we need to go back and analyze and interpret our financial statements by means of ratios means of times means of percentages etc now and Mrs Ngit mentioned that there are five areas of analysis of which the first area is profitability where she said that where we measure how profitable the business is and where we measure how well do they control their expenses. Remember, our expenses are the reason for a decrease of a profit since when we are determining profit, it is always income minus expenses. So if we have more expenses, then our profit will be less. So okay, it is important for the business to... To control its expenses. We normally say to our learners. We cannot avoid AMA expenses. AMA expenses are part of our lives. We cannot do without AMA expenses. That's why even in your income statement. You'll remember. In your income statement you have. Sales minus cost of sales. Where you get a gross profit. Gross profit is before AMA expenses. Then you add. Other operating income. You need to ask yourself, why is it other operating income? Yet when you get to operating expenses, it's just operating expenses. There is no other. It is because AMA expenses are part of the business. All that information is in the income statement. We have gross profit. We have operating profit as well as net profit. So it means when we are looking at profitability of the business, when we are dealing with this area of analysis, our concentration, our focus is on income statement only. The only way of improving net profit is that they must be able to control their expenses. So in total, there are five financial indicators in this area under profitability. One, we've got gross profit on sales. We need to know the percentage. It's percentage gross profit on sales. Two, we have a percentage net profit on sales. Three, we have percentage operating expenses on sales. I'll come back to this one. Four, we've got a percentage operating profit on sales. And then lastly, we've got a percentage gross profit on cost of sales, which is also a formula to calculate markup in the business. Now, all these other four financial indicators except a percentage operating expenses on sales. We are expecting an increase we are expecting an improvement per year to determine if our business is growing or not we need our gross profit on sales to improve as compared to last year you'll remember there is something called a desirable characteristics of financial statements whereby we compare there is also comparability amongst those characteristics so in those characteristics Comparability it where we compare our previous results with a uh, current year, so now we are expecting an increase for an improvement in the business. there must be an increase if last year it crossed profits on uh, gross profit on sales was 17 percent at least this year it can be 19 percent 20 percent we will be happy we will be satisfied as a business we will conclude that we've done well as a business but there is that one indicator the one that i said i'll go back to it percentage operating expenses on sales that is the only financial indicator Where a decline is regarded as an improvement, there we are showing that the business this time is able to control our expenses than last year. So, if last year our expenses were 16%, operating expenses on sales, at least. To show that we are making an effort of controlling our expenses, eh, to let it be let it be decreased at least to thirteen percent, at least to fourteen percent. Then in that way we'll know Uti, our profit eh, will be better than the previous year, because our expenses are the cause for a less profit in the year. As learners expected to know if formula pay. Financial indicator. Fortunately, for profitability, the financial indicator itself is a formula, and our learners they know that when we are looking for a percentage, we always multiply by hundred. If it is percentage gross profit on sales, our formula it is a formula as it stands. It will be gross profit over sales multiplied by hundred. Fortunately, for this group. A formula sheet is provided. But still, they need to know when they enter an exam room. Can I just pass to a second area of analysis or second category, which is liquidity. Mrs Ngedi also briefly explained about liquidity. In this area, we are testing or we are checking the ability of a business if the business is able to pay off. Its immediate or short term debt. Lapo, we are looking at our current liabilities. Is the business able to pay its current? liabilities. So you'll remember guys, we've got current liabilities, we've got non current liabilities, short term debts, current liabilities, we've got non current liabilities among long term debts that are payable uh, after 12 months, short term debt payable within a year. So in that one, we've got about seven financial indicators. The first one is current ratio. Current ratio, its formula is current assets is to current liabilities. We are just comparing these two because we are talking about our short-term debt. If our current assets can be combined together, can we be able to pay our current liabilities and still be able to continue operating? Then there is un- u- u- acid asset test ratio. Also known as quick ratio, where we are looking again at our current assets. but this time we are saying current asset miners' inventory is to current liabilities. I usually say to my learners, you can force people to pay your money, you can go all out, you can hire a lawyer and attorney, you can even hire our debt collectors. You can send them to your debtors to collect your money, but you cannot force people to so, buy a stock. Okay. So if we take out a stock and depend only on the cash that we have, that will be cash and cash equivalents and Trade and other receivables since we do have AMA means or collector email from AMA debtors, but we cannot force people to buy stock from us. We can advertise, promote, and do all, but if still they don't want to buy, they won't. So, if we take out inventory, can we still, depending on cash and cash equivalents, as well as trade and other receivables, can we still be able to pay off our current liabilities? Basically, the difference between current ratio and asset test ratio is that current ratio includes all current assets and then um, asset asset test ratio ratio. excludes our inventories. And then there is also turnover rate of stock. Other books, they call it stock turnover rate, uh, but it's the same turnover rate of stock again we are looking at a stock how often do we replace stock so the more the sales the more times we replace so a decline there is that last year we had maybe seven times stock replacement and then maybe this year current year we have replaced five times if AMA sales A2 are less this year, obviously you cannot uh, replace stock if stock you still have in your shelves. So the more times we replace, it means our sales A2 are going well. There is also an average period of stock on hand, or it is also called stock holding period. We are also looking at the stock that we have in our shelves, how long is it going to, to take out of one year, out of 365 days, out of 12 months, how long is it going to cover our customers when they come and buy? So we need to know, Uti, is this a good a time for us to replace stock or do we have enough stock that will cover for a, for a certain time? We need to be aware that... Our customers must be kept intact. They must belong to us as a business. Once they come to the business, I'm here to buy an item. Uh, Sorry, we are out of stock. The the, the, customer is going to get another shop where she is going to get whatever she wants or he wants. So it is important that we always have stock so that we keep our customers within our business. Then there is Udetta's collection period. We need to know how do they respond, how well do they uh, pay back our money, how well do they meet their obligations. We usually give them 30 days to pay back our money. But we need to make a follow-up. We need to check if they do actually meet That 30 days. Because we've been around the business in, we have an experience. uh, Maybe we've been here in the business for 20 years. We know what amateurs, they do not meet their obligations. Hence, we have something called bad debts. Otherwise, if they meet their obligations, they pay uh, according to our agreements with them, we wouldn't have something called bad debt. So we need to know how well do they meet the 30 days that we actually give to them. Do they pay within 30 days? So we need to do this indicator again to see if they pay within time or not. So that we come up with AMA strategies. What should we do so that they improve? Maybe from 43 days, if they take longer than 30 days. Maybe we receive our money after 43 days. Maybe our f- after 50 days. Then we need to come up with strategies like EG. Offer AMA discounts if they pay within 30 days. Let them be aware. Which if you pay within 30 days, we will give you a 5% discount. That is to encourage AMA debtors to pay within a stipulated time. Also, they must be aware, Uguti, they will be charged an interest maybe of 7%, maybe of 8% if they exceed, if they do not pay according to the period given to them. So it is important also to do this financial indicator so that we measure if they meet their obligations or not. And then we need to remind them. We need to do whatever it takes so that they remember that they need to pay us. We send our reminders in Letters, SMSs, emails, we also call our debtors just to remind them, Muguti, we are expecting our money within this time. There is also creditors payment period. Our creditors, those are our suppliers, people we buy stock from. So, they also allow us to buy goods on credit. So because they understand that we are also a business like them, they give us an extended period. They give us more than 30 days. They give us a period. They give us enough time to collect money from our debtors before we pay them. To avoid a cash flow problem in the business, we need to collect money from debtors first and then pay our creditors. The third area, that is solvency, where we are looking at ama liabilities again. Remember, we mentioned earlier that there are two non-current, which is a long-term liability. There is also a short-term, which is our current liabilities. So, with solvency, we are testing the ability of a company to pay off All its debts. I underline all. I usually underline in my class, Mrs. Ngit. Yes. All Mm debts. Why do I underline all? It's because our learners, I don't know how you do this, they tend to take it because under liquidity, we are speaking about a short term debt. Obvious. Under solvency, it will be long term debt. No, guys. Solvency, we are talking about all the business's debts, both non-current and current. Total debts, everything that debt we owe. Either it is a long-term or a short-term debt. So let me go back again. Under solvency, we are testing the ability of a company to, if it is able to pay off all its debts. How do we do that? We are comparing total assets against total liabilities. When we are saying total assets, we are including both current assets and non-current assets. When we are saying against total liabilities, we are including both current liabilities and non current liabilities. So, if the business is able or if the business is solvent, our total assets will be more than our total liabilities. Maybe we'll have two is to one, or two comma one is to one, or two comma three is to one. Then, in that case, we'll know for every two rents that we have, we owe. One Rand, which means if we decide as a business to sell all our assets and pay back all the liabilities will still remain with a one rent if it is two is two one so under solvency there is only one financial indicator which is a solvency ratio the learners will remember sometimes we speak about an insolvent U insolvent is where our liabilities are more than assets and yet solvent insolvent is where the business can be able our assets are more than our liabilities. So tina, we are too used to insolvent, an insolvent estate of so-and-so. so and so. So solvent shows that our total assets are more than total liabilities. Thank you, Ms. Mkwanazi. Now let us look at
1: Uru return. Under Uru return, remember we said we are looking whether are the shareholders earning a fair amount of their investment. Remember, I said before, as a company. We issued shares to the public. We issued a prospectus. We invited them to come and buy shares because we needed capital. Because we are a big business, we cannot afford to raise our own capital. Now, whatever we make, remember, I said belongs to the shareholders because the shareholders are the owners of the company. Because they are the one who contributed capital to the company or to the business, so under this return, we've got a return on average shareholders' equity. A return on average shareholders' equity. That is where we look at whether whatever. That we invested in the business are we getting a fair return on our investment in the business did we make a wise decision by taking our money and invest it in the business or did we make a bad decision that will depend on where, on how much return that we get so that return that we get so this ratio will always compare it with the interest on fixed deposits because we know that we would have invested our money in the bank we would have got a certain percentage interest so they go hand in hand you check the return on average shareholders' equity versus the interest rate that is offered by the banks. If the return on average shareholders' equity is more, it means we made a wise decision by investing in the campaign. Now, let me go to the earnings per share. When we look at the earnings per share, we are looking at How much are we earning from each and every share that has been received from a shareholder? So let me make an example. If a shareholder has bought a share for ten rands, and out of that ten rands I make twenty rands, it means I am earning hundred percent. I am earning more. I have made the ten rand for the ten rand that was borrowed that was taken from the shareholder. That is the earnings per share. So earnings per share goes hand in hand with a dividend per share. Now why do these two always go hand in hand? Let me go back to my example, where I earned 10 rent, another 10 rent for the 10 rent that was raised from the shareholder. Now, why, why didn't the company pay me all these 20 rents to me as a shareholder no the company will decide whether it will give a certain percentage and retain a certain percentage hence remember we have that account which is called retained income where we keep money for future use so Let us say if there are two companies that I want to invest in. The first one is ABC, the second one is DEF. If ABC will give me 90% of the dividends and then XYZ will give me 50%, it means there is more return that is that i'm going to receive from company a then the return that i'm going to receive from company b there are many reasons why the company will decide not to distribute all earnings to the share the other company let's say company a which is a A A A abc will say no let me keep my shareholders happy. Let me give them everything that I have earned. Whereas, company B, which is DEF or XYZ, will say, no, let me give them 50% and retain 50% for future use, for future expansion. I usually make an example of a taxi business or a tax shop to make it practical to my learners. Let's say in your home, your father is the taxi boss. He has one taxi. And then every day in the afternoon, uh, the driver will come with the cash up. Uh, Let's say he, he cash up. Uh, maybe a thousand rent. Then as the family you take all that one thousand you spend it that one thousand and you are left with nothing. You are waiting for another thousand that will come tomorrow and the next day and the next day. It means the, bis- the business will not grow. You will always have one taxi in your household or in your home. So you need the your your father as the head of the household, he will need to spend a certain amount of money that is earned and keep another money for future use so that he'll be able to buy more taxis in your home. When you start with the tax shop, you must always dream big dream that one day you'll have a supermarket so you can't have all the money and uh, spend so that is why we decide to keep some of the money then the last one is net asset value per share under return then net asset value that is where we look at the shares the value of our shares according to us as the business versus the value of the shares according to the JSE. Remember, as the company, our shares are registered in the JSE. Now, we need to value our shares, keeping in mind that the JSE will also value those shares. Now, there are things that will contribute to NAV being less than their market price. I usually make an example of, let's say, I buy a house, a four-room house, and then in my four-room house, I put the aluminum, I change the windows, I put the fence around my my home, I I do all the renovations in my home. Then I say, no, this four-room house that I bought for, maybe 200,000. I can see now, I can sell it for about 400,000. Then when I decide to go to the banks to evaluate my, my house, they will say, no, we think we'll give you 180 or even less than the 400 that I expected. Because of certain things that they look at. For example, where is my forum situated? Maybe it is situated where there are more squatter camps around it and the schools the, the schools are very far and there's no tarot there's there are many factors. The market value of my house will go down whereas I was thinking that my house is worth more. The last one will be financial risk and gearing.
0: Thank you, Mrs Ngidi. So now let us look at the last area, last area or last category, which is financial risk or financial gearing. What are we checking them? We are checking to what extent is the company financed by borrowed money loans compared to its own Capital. And you'll remember guys, there is a capital contribution, Kwasol Trader. There is a capital contribution, Kuma partnerships. But when we got here in grade twelve, we are dealing with AMA companies where there is no capital contribution, but we do have capital, which is called ordinary share capital. Why is it called? ordinary share capital and not capital contribution it is because capital is raised in a way of issuing ordinary shares to ordinary people once capital is raised by selling those shares when those people interested people are buying shares the company is receiving money When the company is receiving money, that money is regarded as our capital. So when we think that our capital is not enough to cover for all the things that are required in the business, we also go out and borrow money from AMA lending institutions, e.g. banks, etc. So we need to sit down one day and check if the business is financed mostly by our own capital or by borrowed capital so under this category or under this area there are only two financial indicators that will be with debt equity ratio Debt equity ratio i mentioned earlier that there are formula that we need to to, to know as metric learners with that equity ratio we are comparing again our non-current liabilities against our shareholders equity the second one is percentage return on total capital employed so each lender must understand what makes up a total capital employed capital employed it's where we add together our own capital, shareholders' equity, and borrowed capital among non-current liabilities. So it total lapo is total capital employed. So what exactly do we use these financial indicators for? We measure if It's a good idea for the business to make use of AMA loans or not. We measure if AMA loans are working for the business or not. If we need to pay back a loan and remain with our own capital. Or if we need to issue uh, more shares. Remember, we said there are authorized shares. Whereby the company is not forced to issue all authorized shares at once. Once there is a reason or there is a need for a company to, to issue a amateurs, they need to do so. So, lana, what we, ch- we check, uh, class of 2020, we check if we have a positive gearing or a negative gearing. How do we check that? We are comparing again a return on total capital employed percentage against a percentage of interest rate on loans. When we borrow money, there is interest. We do not borrow for free. Few free interest loans. Most loans, we need to pay interest. So we need to compare if our return on total capital employed against interest rate on loans. If a percentage return on total capital employed is more than interest rate on loans we have a positive gearing whereby it is safe or it is a good idea for a business to make use of AMA loans it means AMA loans are working on our favour and vice versa if a return on total capital employed is less than interest rate on loans. So it means we have a negative gearing. Therefore, it is not a good idea for a business to make use of loans. They may even make a decision to pay back those loans. They may even make a decision to issue an unissued shares, so that they raise more funds, not by borrowing money, by issuing a shares, and then the debt equity ratio is also measuring a risk, a risk in the business. So, if financial risk, how do we measure a financial risk? By comparing our non current liabilities again against shareholders' equity. So we have a low risk and high risk. When is it a low risk? If AMA non-current liabilities, uh, let's say our 0, 0,1 is 1, shareholders' equity will always be 1 because when we, we calculate our ratios, we always divide by the number on our right-hand side, not only with debt equity ratio, share a uh, solvent ratio, current ratio, asset test ratio. We always divide by in number on the right hand side. So right hand side is always one. So our low risk is when our non-current liabilities are less than one, far less than one, in a way that there are either 0, 0,1 or 0, 0,2 or maybe 0, 0,3. Once the uh, non-current liabilities get to 0, 0,6, 0, 0,7, they, now it's starting to be closer to 1. So we are getting, we are closer to a high risk. But if our non-current liabilities are more than 1, maybe 1, one is 1. So that is high risk. So the company, Must always be able to guard or to to be able to see if the business is financed by our own capital. By that way, we know that all the profits made by the business, most of it belong to the business, and then a few percentage will go to my interest on loans. Thank you very much. Uh, That will be the end of our lesson. But before we close, There are things that we need to look at like a majority shareholder. How do you become a majority shareholder? We need to look at dividend payout policy. So that goes back to returns. Am I use of loans we spoke about? And then in market price versus NAV. Then there are also significant decisions that are to be taken by the company. What do you do when you are asked about um, a significant decisions. So I will hand over again to Mrs. KP Giddy. Okay, thank you, Mr. Mkwanazi. Before we go there, I want us to look at
1: how do we tackle this question or this section in an exam situation. The steps that you need to follow. Now, you need to consider what the question is asking you to analyze. For example, there is a common paper that was written before the school closes. There is question 2.5 there, which says the directors are of the opinion that the liquidity has decreased. Code three financial indicators with figures to support this opinion. So in this question, you see that they are not saying anything about what you must talk about. It's your duty as a learner that you know which indicators fall under liquidity. So The lesson that was done by Ms. Mkwanazi will give you that answer. Because here in 2.5, in this March Common Paper 2020, you were supposed to mention only the ratios that are relevant, that falls under liquidity and nothing else where you will speak of e-acid test ratio. You look at how was e-acid test ratio last year and how much is acid test ratio this year. If I can read the question, this is question 2.5. The acid test ratio, according to the information F, it was... is to 1 in 2019 and in 2020 it is 0.5 is to 1 so you can see that the acid test ratio has decreased by 0.4 percent you quote all the figures so that you will get full marks The other ratio that you will speak about will be your current ratio. You will check how much was current ratio last year. According to information F, the current ratio has decreased from 2,1 to 0,9. It has decreased by 1,1. You will look at your stock turnover rate. It has decreased from 15 times to 11 times remember miss mkhanazi said stock turnover rate has to do with how many times do we replace our stock so if it increases it means our goods are on demand if it means we are selling more goods if um, we look at this question the stock turnover rate decrease from 15 times to 11 times it has decreased by four times, which means that there is now slow movement of stock than previous year. This will negatively affect our net, net profits. So that is how you attempt these questions when you are asked. Now, I was saying you consider what the question is asking you to analyze. You decide on the relevant financial indicator. You name the financial indicator giving figures and ratios or percentages. You compare the current year indicators with that of the previous year. Say whether it has increased or decreased by writing that down you will get you'll be getting marks if you are given two companies don't say whether it has increased or decreased compare those two companies which company is controlling its liquidity ratio better than the other you will look at those things use short sentences and point form when commenting do not look out for my for I mean, things to look out, th- those are the things that you look out when you are making um, comments under the analysis and interpretation. L- let's go back to, to, to the ratios that was done, were, were done by Miss Mkwanazi. Grade 12, you have done ratio analysis since grade 9, grade 8 or 9. Then, here in grade 12, there are only five ratios that I knew. It's return on shareholders' equity, it's earnings per share, it's dividend per share, it's NAV, it's return on total capital employed. Now, under return on shareholders' equity, don't forget when you comment, you compare your share with your interest on alternative investment such as fixed deposits then earnings per share it shows an increase if it shows an if it shows an increase it means the business has growth potential if it shows a decrease as compared to the previous year it shows that the business is not doing well then your dividend per share earnings as i have said earlier Earnings are distributed to the shareholders as dividends because shareholders, they have contributed capital. They have bought shares to the public. They are the shareholders. They are the owners of the company. So at the end of the day or at the end of the year, they are expecting to get a profit. But that profit, we call it dividends. Uh, So under earnings, under dividend per share, we are saying earnings are distributed to the shareholders as dividends in the form of dividends. But some earnings are retained for future growth. This ratio may also be used to determine the dividend policy of the company. So if if it shows an increase, it means the directors are making shareholders happy by distributing more dividends. If it shows a decrease, it means the directors have plans for future growth by distributing less dividends to the shareholders. So thank you very much. Hope next time we see each other, we will look at the typical exam question paper where we will try the, and see how
0: the questions are answered in this section. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed a lesson with us. I hope we'll meet again. That accounting lesson was brought to you by the KwaZulu Natal Department of Education.